Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Nothing but huge hype over just a disgusting football game last night that we were all anticipating, and boy, did it live up to that hype. It is Carlin and Canty. We are filling in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. I'm Chris Carlin. He is Christopher Davidson Canty. Good morning. Good morning, sir. I am conflicted going into NFL Week 6 because two of my former teams have a huge matchup in MetLife Stadium, Carlin. I understand that. I understand that. And it's going to tell us an awful lot about the Giants to face the uh, Baltimore Ravens. We've got so many great games to get to this weekend. But we must begin today, Mr. Canty, with what we saw last night. Do we have to? I guess contractually we do. How about a little one place to start, my friends? Here we go! Only one place to start. It is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Canty, they played football in that, by definition, that's what it was last night between the Bears and the Commanders. 12-7. Like, at 3 nothing at halftime, I was convinced the game might end 3 nothing. It was that bad. And really... When you see Justin Fields and the Bears go into the red zone three times and three times come away with absolutely nothing, everything that we were promised last night delivered on every level. Yeah, except for Carson Wentz throwing an interception, Carlin. For those of those those of you that had that on the bingo card, I feel bad for you. I know that's one of our favorite purposes, Aaron Dolan's favorite play for last yeah. night. But But that aside, Carlin, I'm still thinking about how in the world the Chicago Bears could lose a game where they ran the ball for 238 yards and they held the opposing quarterback to under 100 yards passing? How do you lose that game? But you just summed it up. What they did in the red zone, 0 for 3 in the red zone with a turnover, Carlin, that's where the game was won and lost for the Bears. And they played well enough to win last night, but it was just the missed opportunities that they had. First of all, the Velas Jones Jr. fumble, the muff punt, That can't happen. I don't know why the kid is fielding the ball inside his own 10-yard line in that situation with the lead. But the other things that I saw, Justin Fields missing Ryan Griffin on a perfectly designed play by Luke Getze, that was an opportunity that you can't pass up. And then on the 4th and 16, first of all, it shouldn't have been 4th and 16. You had to delay a game penalty when it was Mm. 4th and 11 that made it 4th and 16. But the throw that Justin Fields put on Amir Smith-Marset, I mean, it was an absolute dime. And he probably would have converted for the first down in that situation to miss to miss that opportunity to not come down with that catch. It just shows you those those little things, those little margins that become the difference between winning and losing. And I feel bad for Justin Fields because not only is the kid not getting the result and they're losing games, but he's also taking a beating behind that offensive line. He is because that offensive line is not very good and. The frustration is is starting to show a little bit for Justin Fields. I don't necessarily think in a negative way, but listen to him after the game last night, and I think he sums it up pretty perfectly. We always get told that we're almost there. We're almost there. Like me personally, I'm tired of being almost there. I'm tired of being, you know, just just this close. Uh, I feel like I've been hearing it for so long now, but um, you know, at the end of the day, all you can do is get back to work. 
you know, Chris, it, as much as we can criticize them for everything that happened last night and not cashing in on those opportunities and not getting the not getting it done in the end zone with the tight end or with, even with Mooney down at the goal line, whatever it is, I, I remain more kind of resolute in fields because of the fact that, man, there is just nothing for him to play with right now. And I feel like even though he's not playing that great and you hear the frustration there, uh, I, I feel like he is overall getting better, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, but here's why I can't <laughs> – Here's why I can't give him a pass at. There are some throws that he's just got to hit. And I thought yes. Kirk Herbstreit did a great job last night breaking it down. You know, Justin Fields, one hitch, two hitch. Like, the guy is seeing things and waiting for receivers to become more open. And we talk about it all the time, Carl, and there's a difference between college open and NFL open. It feels like mm-hmm. Justin Fields, in a lot of instances, is waiting for guys to get open, like college window open, and that's not going to happen in the National Football League. He's got to see it. Trust in what he's seeing and let the football go. But because he doesn't, that exacerbates all the other issues that you're talking about with the Chicago Bears. The deficiencies that they have in the skill position core. The problems that they have up front with the offensive line. When your quarterback doesn't do things on time in the offense, it makes all of those other issues look that much worse. But Justin Fields missed a lot of opportunities. There are a lot of throws in there that he's got to be more accurate with. And there are some other opportunities in there where he's just got to try to put it on his receivers. He's got to let it go rather than taking a hit or taking a sack. I thought things got better when they tried to get him on the edges, get him outside of the pocket, move the launch point. But overall, you know, you see the areas that he has to improve on, but you also see, Carlin, the gifts that make this kid special. Yeah. Like the run that he had to take off to move the ball wow. into the red zone. I mean, I mean it was just – a Phenomenal really, really play. special. I mean, it was a 40-yard run in a critical situation, right? The defense has got everything covered downfield. The guy takes off, beats him for 40 yards, gets it inside the 10, and gives his team an opportunity to win that game. The bomb that he uncorked to Dante Pettis for a touchdown. That's 40 yards in the air, right over his shoulder, away from the defender. You can't walk it to the guy any better than that. So, like, those are the things that keep you coming back with Justin Fields. It's almost like a hat golfer on the weekend. Like, you're playing a terrible round, but there's those one or two shots that make you want to come back and play another round because they were perfect. And that's what you see from Justin Fields. It's just you wonder, with the offensive line being where it is and him at this stage in his development, can he survive the season? Well, on the flip side, the Commanders did their part to make it a bad football game, too. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app in for Greeny today. Listen. The Commanders had an awful lot around them yesterday with the Dan Snyder story. They had an awful lot around them prior to that because Ron Rivera earlier in the week made the comment that he did about Carson Wentz and what separates the Washington Commanders from everybody else in the division, the quarterback. Well, here is Ron after the game last night, frankly, losing his cool. I'm going to speak my mind for a second. For honestly, uh, it's been hard. It really has. You lose four games in a row, and everybody wants to get you, you know, just get on you. And they've played their off. They have. They play their off for everybody. They come out and they show up. They work hard. All right. They don't complain. Okay. They hear all this stuff and they got to deal with it. I get them. I respect them for that because they're resilient. They come back. Everybody keeps wanting to say, I don't want anything to do with Carson. Well, bull. I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper that looked at the analytics that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at indianapolis okay and that's what pisses me off 
because the young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time. You Here's put him in the crosshairs, Ron. What are you, you talking about? Ron, you I, did. I, I, and, can't I, you? Listen, I love Ron Rivera. I consider him a friend, yeah. Carlin. I, I know him well. And, and, and Here's the thing. If you didn't come out and criticize the quarterback play earlier in the week, you wouldn't have to continue to deal with these questions. If you didn't put Carson Wentz front and center at the beginning of the season by saying the narrative about him was unfair, maybe you don't get this line of questioning now. I, I well, just don't he- understand. I don't understand how he expects the media to absolve him of the miscues that he had or the, the 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 issue that he had misspeaking at the press conference. That's on the head coach. That ain't on the media members. No, no, it's not. And I think that was Ron venting his frustration almost almost at himself, but turning it towards somebody else. Something that is a very human thing to do. Like he knew how badly he screwed up with that earlier in the week. And I thought Nuno who produces the show, of course, had the best way to put it before the show. It sounds like a guy who's drowning. It sounds like a guy right now who is drowning in the situation. You know that you are on borrowed time in that job. And then you've got the entire story yesterday around Dan Snyder and Al Michaels saying during the broadcast that he should sell the team. And so there's all that noise that he mentioned in that clip. Can't he? I mean... Can we just spend a minute on this Dan Snyder stuff? For Pete's sake, it is getting worse and worse by the day. Now we're out and we're hiring investigators to get dirt on other people. Does that sound like a good person to you? Does that sound like somebody that should be uh, uh, owning an NFL team right now? Listen, I understand that when you make that kind of money, you must have done something wrong along the way. Nobody is 100% perfect saints, but... What is it going to take? And he's going to go down kicking and screaming like the infant that he is in all of this. It is amazing to me that there continues to be this level of push and this guy just does not get it, that nobody wants him around. I thought there was a great clip uh, in that Seth Wickersham, Don Van Atta story yesterday where it was, you know, Dan Snyder's talking about how the all the owners hate each other and one of the owners says, no, that we just all hate Dan. Yeah, that's the reality of the situation, Carlin. The only thing that wasn't a surprise with this story is that the Washington Commanders came out and denied the report and said it's all categorically untrue. And, and unfortunately, that like you know what really <laughs> makes me uncomfortable, Chris? It, Jason Wright's statement, where the team president talking about how everything has been above board and all that, it it sounds like a hostage making a statement. Well, Jason, Wright, Jason Wright can only speak to the last two years since he's been of team president. Jason Wright can't speak to the previous two decades. And no, so no, no, but you know what I mean. I, it'll be it feels like he's forcing see. him to be out there. Well, yeah, know? yeah. Here, well, of course he is, Carlin. That's his front man. You know, this mm-hmm. is the guy that we're going to present, and hopefully it, 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 it makes us have this air of being above reproach. But here's the deal, man. We're going to find out just how the owners feel this coming week because there's a meeting scheduled amongst the owners Tuesday in New York City. We'll find out exactly where they stand with Dan Snyder. I'm sure there'll be more information coming out of it. But when you view this in in, in the context of what's going on in the NBA and how the Boston Celtics dealt with their issue with their head coach, how the Phoenix Suns dealt with Robert Sarver, it puts a lot more pressure on the NFL to deal with an owner that's created a toxic workplace environment and a culture of misogyny and sexual harassment. So I'm curious to see how the NFL handles this how the other owners approach this. It's clearly going to be a situation that's delicate 
because Dan Snyder is intimating that he knows where the bodies are buried. But this is this sounds like a situation where the NFL is inching closer to trying to oust Dan Snyder. Keep in mind, the Washington Commanders are also trying to get a brand new stadium built somewhere in the DMV area. And right now they're having trouble getting public support for that because nobody in the DMV likes Dan Snyder. And, and so it's becoming money, it's yeah. become so Carlin, it's becoming hard for the NFL to do business in an area where the NFL should be very profitable. Look, I think the NFL is not trying to inch toward this. They're trying to shove this to the finish line to get him out. I, I think there's a, a very good reason that you start to hear about these stories the day that the commanders have a primetime game. I think all of it is is very well timed in the way the league has gone about this because if you ask me, they can't get him out of the league soon enough. Wow, we are just getting started. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, also Sirius XM Channel 80. We are in for Greeny today, and we are just getting started, uh, my friends. One place to start. That was brought to you by our good friends at ZipRecruiter, as we said. And Greeny, as always, is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Up next, Yes, Cowboys-Eagles this weekend. Yes, Bills-Chiefs this weekend. Do the Bills absolutely have to win this game, but not for the reason that you think? And one more notable ex-Cowboy, and notable to say the least, thinks it might be time if the Cowboys win this weekend that Cooper Rush stays in the starting job. It's all on the way. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched 
with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. The murmurs are getting louder. If somehow the Cowboys find a way to win in Philadelphia this week, that groundswell of support for Cooper Rush staying the quarterback is going to just continue to grow and grow, and you'd have to think that it's a real possibility. Because, listen, Canty's been talking about this earlier in the week. How do you take a guy out who just went in and won on the road in an environment like Philadelphia? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus, we are in for Greeny today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Want you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hit us up at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Canty, we got to hear from Troy Aikman, because this was on a Dallas radio station. I believe it was uh, 1310, the ticket yesterday, with the Musers. Of course, our own Monday Night Football analyst talking about, if you need to ask the question, what is the actual response going to be if, we have Cooper Rush go into Philadelphia and win again. You know, I'm going off of what the owner said. Okay. And, and, and you know, he said that he would welcome a quarterback controversy. And I understand what he's saying. He's yeah. meaning, I hope we win, right? I hope we win without Dak and, and that people are, are wondering what we should do. I went through this. Uh, right. Back in 91, and when Steve Berline came in and won the last five games of the regular season, and then I was ready to play, and, and Jimmy stayed with Steve in the postseason, and you know I wasn't happy about it. And I don't think there was questions within the organization as far as who was, who was the future uh, for the franchise, but if they're winning and they win a big road game against Philadelphia, I could see where there is some pause, and you say, well, you know, how, do, how exactly do we handle this? Canty carries a lot of weight coming from Troy Aikman, who, as he laid out, went through this exact same situation. Now, he went on to say, I am not definitively saying it has to happen, but you have to ask the question. Well, he went through it with the same owner that had Drew Bledsoe once upon a time and benched him for Tony Romo. Yep. And then Tony Romo, who once upon a time had to ride pine because of Dak Prescott. So it's not something that's unprecedented when it comes to Jerry Jones. So you have to take him at his word when he says that he embraces the quarterback controversy. I will just say this, Carlin, I don't want to be the one to have to make the call as to who the starting quarterback is going to be against the Detroit Lions next Sunday if the Dallas Cowboys go on the road with Cooper Rush and winning the link. I, I, I don't want to be the one to make that decision. I, I, how do you justify change at that point with a team that's won five straight games. And that's beaten what a lot of people say is the most complete roster, the best team in the National Football League in their own building. I just I don't know how you make that call. Well, let me ask this question. If you make that call and he loses the next game, is that an immediate let's turn back to Dak at that point? I mean, it, it could end up being a situation, unfortunately, where it, it kind of yo-yos back and forth. 
and there's going to be a discussion about whether or not um, you you need to stay with Dak even though they're losing at some point. See, to me, you have to go back to your main guy when there is such a vast gap in abilities between Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. I, I don't know that you have to do that. I don't see it that way at all. As long as the team is winning, it doesn't matter. And And that's what I would say about – Cooper Rush, as long as he continues to win, then he'll have the opportunity to play. Now, you've got your bye week uh, uh, in three weeks, so I, th- I think there creates an opportunity for a natural transition if you want to hand it off back to Dak on the other side of that. But if Cooper Rush continues to win games and he goes into Philly and wins this game, I, I don't know how you pull the plug on that, especially when your team has this kind of momentum. Because think about it, it only serves to disrupt things more if you Take Cooper Rush out of the starting lineup after they beat the Eagles. And then Dak Prescott, not fully being 100%, not having an opportunity to have a ton of reps, goes out there and loses to a team like Detroit or like Chicago in Dallas. I, I, I just, that, that puts more pressure on Dak Prescott, more scrutiny on Dak Prescott than he actually needs. And that creates a, a whole whirlwind around, your, around your, your organization that I don't think the Cowboys need to set themselves up for. I think you let Cooper Rush play until Cooper Rush wins games. Now, here, here's the saving grace for the Cowboys, Carlin. If you want to lean on anything, the initial timeline that was laid out by the Cowboys was Dak being out six to eight weeks, okay? We're in our fifth week now. So if you want to continue to give Cooper Rush a little more runway and see how this thing goes, then you, you can afford yourself the opportunity to do that by just leaning back on the initial prognosis and saying, mm-hmm. well, the rehab is taking a little bit longer than we thought. We want to make sure Dak is 100%. We're being conservative. Jim Maurer, Britt Brown, the athletic trainers down there, I know them well. They're always conservative. They're always going to protect the player. So I can see them using that as the excuse to allow Cooper Rush to continue to win games if, in fact, they do go into Philly and beat the Eagles. Yeah, listen, I, I it, but that's the word I I am looking for there. Excuse, right? It feels like to me the the only clean way that this actually ends is if Cooper goes to Philadelphia, loses, and then everybody's like, okay, let's go back to Dak. You know that that's unfortunately for Cooper. That feels like the only way in which the rest of the season we may not be talking about it. And listen, if the Cowboys are winning. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to be up in arms about it. But when they go back and forth and lose some games, and, you know, let's say Dak comes back, throws two interceptions, then it's, dear God, Cooper's got to be playing. Well, you can't. No, 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 no. But see, that's the thing, Carlin. You can't go back once you pull Cooper Rush out. I understand, Chris, but isn't there going to be that discussion? Isn't there going to be that? Not. I'm sitting behind closed doors. I'm talking about just the public drama that will be around it. Of course there'll be the discussion, which is why you take your time going back to Dak in the first place. Now, if they lose in Philly, this is all a moot point. It doesn't matter. You're going back to Dak. But if they win in Philly, then you continue to take your time. We've been saying it all all along. The more the Cowboys win, the more time they're buying themselves with Dak Prescott. You don't have to rush him back into the starting lineup, pun intended. You just don't. And so if Cooper Rush continues to stack W's and the Cowboys continue to roll along, you leave things status quo until all of a sudden you have to make a definitive decision. We're not at that point right now, Carlin. And like I said, with the initial prognosis with the DAC injury, it said six to eight weeks. That's two months on the long side. You can take that time if, your Cowboy, if the Cowboys keep winning. You can take that time 
And then once you get at the end of that period, that's when you have to make a decision. After your bye week, we got to know who the Cowboys quarterback is going to be. I have a strong feeling that that's going to be Dak Prescott. But here's the thing. With the track record of the owner, Carlin, we can't completely dismiss the fact that they're going to continue to roll with Cooper Rush if they continue to win games. Yeah, I I get that. But the one thing that's going to be interesting to me is as much as we talk about Jerry Jones not wanting to have paid Dak Prescott all that money, is he going to in turn be annoyed that he is paying Dak Prescott all that money and they are going and winning all these games with Cooper Rush? And at that point, almost – I almost forced Dak back onto the field because he's paying him like that. Like, it, it, Jerry's so unpredictable when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, I could see Jerry was three paying or four Drew different Bled- Jerry, Jerry was paying Drew Bledsoe more money than Tony Romo when he got replaced. But this is, Jerry this was is paying $40 Tony million. Dollars. Jerry was paying – well, it's all, re- it's all relative. It's all relative, all right? Yeah. It's all relative, all right? Jerry was paying – you know, he was paying that Tony Romo more money than Dak Prescott. And Dak replaced him. So it, 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 I, I get the money part of it, Carlin, but Jerry wants to win a championship. That's all he's thinking about. And, and he's looking at the situation with the team right now. What's the style of play that is most conducive to this team winning a championship? Right now you have a hard time arguing against Cooper Rush because he plays mistake-free football. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You know who was in the zone yesterday? That's Demarcus Lawrence. He was in the zone in front of the microphones. In the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. How about this comment from Demarcus Lawrence about Jalen Hurts and facing him this week? During a session with reporters, he was complimentary of the entire Eagles offense. It said Hurts is making better reads and stuff like that before he added that he thinks there are areas where Hurts remains vulnerable to attack. Uh, he thinks the Cowboys have the defense to do that and slow down uh, Hurts. Has he played us? All right. Different teams run different schemes. All y'all need to write. Now, he hasn't played the Cowboys yet, so we don't know how good he is. That is according to John Machota of the Dallas Morning News. Look, Canty, I, I, this is an incredibly important game for the Eagles twice a year as it is. For the Eagles fans and for that city, Jalen Hurts in beating the Cowboys will earn an awful lot of extra respect, and this is a very big game for him personally. Oh, there's no question about it. This is huge for Jalen Hurts. He hadn't beaten the Cowboys yet. I mean, he's 0 for 3, so every team wants to know, can my quarterback put me in position to beat the teams that I play against in my division because that presents the clearest path to us getting to the playoffs consistently like you can dominate your division and so the the, Howie Roseman in the Philadelphia Eagles organization is trying to figure out this year is Jalen Hurts our guy because if he's not we got two first round draft picks in 2023 Mm. which is a quarterback rich draft so that's what's looming for Jalen Hurts so while I don't necessarily think this is a huge game for the Eagles I do think this is a huge game for Jalen Hurts I mean, coming into this game, according to ESPN's playoff predictor, the Eagles have a 76% chance of winning the division. If they win this game, they have an 85% chance of winning the division. So, I mean, it goes up slightly, but I'm just simply looking at this situation. I think the Eagles, even if they don't win this game, are the team to beat in the NFC East. I don't know that Jalen Hurts is going to definitively solidify himself as the franchise quarterback if he can't go out and be the reason why 
your team can win games like this. Because you got to play and win big games if you're going to be a true franchise quarterback. That has yet to be seen with Jalen Hurts. See, I do think it is an important game for the Eagles just from the standpoint of continuing the positive momentum that they have going forward as a, a team that is still undefeated, but also creating separation. It doesn't win the division. You just gave the numbers at 85%. But it does put them in the driver's seat to, in essence, have a two-game lead over Dallas at that point. So for Philadelphia, uh, especially when you consider the weak schedule that the NFC East faces, Chris, I I know that people are going to want to say you at some point want to consider the Giants there. No, this is the Cowboys and the Eagles fighting for this division and separating that right now will go a long way for Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I I do feel like it's a two-horse race to win the division. Now, I do think you can get three playoff teams out of this division, and that's a conversation that we'll have later on in the show. But, Mm. but, but. Yeah, you are talking about battling for NFC East supremacy and hosting a home playoff game makes a big difference. Potentially being the number one overall seed in the conference makes a big difference. Carlin, you'd rather be one of eight teams to have a chance to win a championship than one of 14. So, I mean, all of this factors into the game that we're going to see on Sunday night, which is why I think there's so much pressure on Jalen Hurts to deliver. We need to see him come through in a spot like this for all of the good feels, the good vibes around what he's done this offseason, the work improving his mechanics with Tom House, Howie Roseman going out and getting him in a number one receiver in A.J. Brown. All of that leads up to this moment, this stage. This is when you have to produce. This is when you have to grab your team by the throat and say, I got us. I can take us to and win big games for us. And so that's what I'm looking forward to seeing from Jalen Hurts on Sunday night. Because, again, if you can't beat a division rival who's playing with their backup quarterback in your own building, that that speaks volumes to me. (laughs) That speaks volumes to me about our ability to be able to trust that you're going to be able to win these games when they matter the most. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ES, the ESPN app. There are so many podcasts out right now, and it takes a team of people to bring them together. Engineers, producers, assistants, needless to say, hiring the right people for these roles is important. And Whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business. ZipRecruiter can help. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you can invite the top choices to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny to try it for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We teased it earlier. This is an awfully big game for the Buffalo Bills, but not necessarily for the reason that you think. And the -the under-the-radar games that you really need to be paying attention to this weekend. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's not a playoff game. We almost assuredly believe that it is the precursor to an eventual playoff game. But the Bills and Chiefs this weekend is an awfully big, big game for the Bills for a reason that we're probably not talking enough about right now. Be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Let's do it. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Tune in for college football action tomorrow. Michigan hosting Penn State. It's presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 11.30 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Canty, you know... The Bills, as much as this is not going to make up for losing in the playoffs last year, and I know they went in there and won last season during the regular season, I do believe it's important for Buffalo to go into Kansas City and win this weekend, not just for maybe potentially having the number one overall seed in the AFC, but also because they need to continue to show to themselves and everybody else that they're a dominant force. So what I mean by show to themselves, I do think that level of doubt can creep in even a little bit more if they lose in Kansas City again, and they're going to eventually end up there if that happens anyway. So I do think that doubt carries forward into the postseason if they're in Kansas City again. That doubt's always going to be there until they beat the Kansas City Chiefs when it matters most, Carlin. So until they play the Chiefs and beat them in the playoffs, whether that game is in Buffalo or Arrowhead, the Bills are always going to have that doubt. So they've got to get it done. Confidence comes from demonstrated performance, but if you haven't done it yet, you don't have the confidence that you can pull it off. I don't care I how great you look during the regular season. I don't want to feed the doubt anymore. I don't want to feed the doubt anymore right well, now, well, if that well, makes well, sense. Well, I, I get that. I can, I can understand that. But that's why I don't necessarily believe that winning this game does anything to remove that doubt. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't matter. They won last year in the regular season in Arrowhead, 
and they still lost, even though they felt like they had the game in the bag with 13 seconds left. So, Carlin, ultimately what this comes down to for the Buffalo Bills is positioning yourself to have the very best chance to get to the Super Bowl. And we talked about it before with the Eagles and the Cowboys, but the same remains true for the Bills and the Chiefs. The winner of this game will have the inside track to the number one seed in the conference, which means not only do you get to host a home playoff game, but that first game is in the divisional round, which means you're one of eight teams as opposed to one of 14 teams that can win a championship, and that means you're one of four teams in your own conference. And so I think for the Buffalo Bills, that's what the focus has to be. We got to win this game, not to prove to ourselves that we're capable of beating a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. We got to win this game so if, in fact, we do have to play the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs, that game is in Buffalo as opposed to being an arrowhead. Okay, so do you think it is specifically about beating the Chiefs in the postseason, or is it about beating the Chiefs in the postseason in Arrowhead? Well, the Chiefs the are the team to beat. The Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC. Period. Right. So if you want to get to a Super Bowl and you're an AFC team, you got to go through the Kansas City Chiefs. That's how it's been the last four years since Pat Mahomes took over as the starting quarterback. The AFC Championship game is in Arrowhead. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of Chief fans go ahead and buy their tickets in advance in their parking spots and make their plans because our team is going to be in the conference championship game. And usually that game is at home. So if you're, if you're trying to position yourself to win a chip, if you're Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, okay, what do we need to do? If we're going to have a chance of being able to beat this team, let's try to do it on our terms and have it in our building. Like I, 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 That's what I always look at, Carlin, and so that's why I think this is a huge game for the Bills in terms of seeding in the playoffs, much more so than any psychological advantage that the Chiefs might have over them. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. The Chris, the other thing is, one thing we are going to agree upon with this, Everybody who continues to talk about how great Josh Allen is, he is. He's tremendous. He's not Patrick Mahomes yet. And we continue to not pay enough attention to who Patrick Mahomes is. All of the talk through the offseason was, are the Chiefs going to be the same without Tyreek Hill? They're probably not. Well, they're pretty damn good. They're pretty damn good, and it's because of the quarterback. And it is amazing that it continues to be true but we do I don't I don't know if I would use the word disrespect but we don't pay attention enough to the player that Mahomes is comparatively speaking no we don't we don't i mean through the first 5 games of the season the guy has more touchdown passes than any quarterback in football he's got 15 touchdowns to only two interceptions that means a touchdown interception <laughs> ratio is 7.5 to 1 it's it's unbelievable what Pat Mahomes has been able to do, and, and I don't think we get enough questions. He has the highest QBR of any quarterback in football through the first five weeks of the season. And, oh, by the way, his team continues to lead the NFL in offensive EPA, and they've led the NFL in offensive EPA since he became the starter to now. So I just it, it just people don't appreciate the greatness of Pat Mahomes. And Ryan Clark said this a couple of weeks ago, on get up, and I think it bears repeating. We're starting to give Pat Mahomes the LeBron James treatment. We are. It's just we take his greatness for granted because we're so used to it by now. It, 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 it has somewhat become the standard to which we judge other quarterbacks. It's like we look at Josh Allen. The question is, has Josh Allen, you know, you know, caught up to Pat Mahomes? Or has Lamar Jackson caught up to Pat Mahomes? Everybody is measured against Pat Mahomes because he's that good. 
And so, Carlin, when you start looking at the creativity that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy come to the table with and the playmaking ability that Pat Mahomes has, I, I, there was no doubt in my mind that they would find a way to be able to navigate around the Tyreek Hill absence. And that's exactly what they've done. Now, it looks a little bit different in terms of what their passing game is. But, Carlin, they're still very effective, and the proof is in the numbers for Pat Mahomes because, like I said again, he's got more touchdown passes through the first five games than any quarterback in football. Look, there's no getting around it. Josh Allen is a tremendous quarterback, but there's still a good amount to prove there for him. There's still a good amount to prove there for him. And for me, give me Mahomes in every opportunity that you can when it's a big spot and you have to win a game. There are so many podcasts out there right now, and it takes a team of people to bring them together. Engineers, producers, assistants, needless to say, hiring the right people for these roles is important. And whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, ZipRecruiter can help. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter Get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny to try it for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. So many great games to get to and really so much money to make you. Joe Fortenbaugh, our ESPN sports betting partner, Got your winners next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 